The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. It's all about police and you. And of course, I have with me Sergeant JC Small. And we have a special guest this afternoon, Corporal Nobat Terrence. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Welcome. Hi, officers. Pleasant afternoon. Good afternoon, Shannon. Good evening. Pleasant afternoon. Good evening. Good afternoon and welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM. How are you guys doing this afternoon? Good by God's grace, man. Good by <laughs> God's grace. So I know we're going to be talking about safety measures <clears throat> against the fraud, Sergeant. Yes, yes, and I, I, want, I want my colleague, because he may not be able to stay for the entire program, I want him to, you know, I want you all to extract from him today. Mm. So no, I will allow him to go. And really, um, you know, in terms of the first part of the segment, uh, the share, mm-hmm. in terms of the front, uh, what they do and, you know, how it ties into the festive seasons that are approaching, like Christmas and Diwali and, you know, mm-hmm. so. Now, before you yeah. before you continue, Corporal, let me just uh, remind our listeners who you are. And of course, this is Corporal Terrence now, but he's an experienced and talented fraud investigator with the fraud squad responsible for successfully investigating and completing matters involving a diverse range of fraud typolo- typologies. Wow, that's a... That's a strange word. But <laughs> from scheming affecting individuals to those affecting the state and the public officers. Wow. You see, man, we had to talk to. We had to find out things, right? So, <laughs> listeners, let me tell you, you can call us. You can ask him whatever question pertaining to fraud. He, I'm very sure to answer you. And, of course, you can call us at 627 or 625-2257. You can even send me a WhatsApp message as well. Send me a voice notes. We are taking that as well on 306-1065. So, Corporal, this is a serious thing, you know. Fraud is a real hell of a thing, you know. We don't know about fraud, you know. We think we know about fraud, but we don't know about fraud. We will learn that bit this evening. We will learn it today. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me let me introduce let me introduce you, Fraud Squad. You know, I know most persons or a lot of persons know about the Fraud Squad, but... A lot may not. Mm-hmm. Right? So the Fraud Squad is a specialist section. It's part of the Trinidad Tobago Police Service. Um, we have presently four offices. Mm-hmm. We have our head office at the BIR building at Government Campus Plaza, the sixth and seventh floor in Port of Spain. We have a south office, which is located at the corner of Chacon and Monchagrin Street, mm-hmm. San Fernando. We have an east office, which is located at the Sangre Grande Police Station. And then we have a newly opened Tobago office. For our Tobago citizenry, um, it's located at the Chauvin Road Police Station, right? Right. So, persons who are desirous, of, you know, making reports or having just getting advice, you'll be free. You can be free to come in or call, and we have a team of investigators here who are always helpful. I mean, so we are here for you. We are an investigative unit. So I would just like our citizenry nice. to be aware of this. Nice. So, Corporal, uh, why why should I come to the fraud squad? What, why come into the fraud squad for? To do what? Well, if you believe that you're a victim of some type of scam or scheme, mm-hmm. right, and you are of the opinion that we have a, you want to make a criminal report against somebody, mm-hmm. criminal offense that is, as I said, we are a, a, a branch of the police service. Right. So we investigate criminal offenses. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times persons are saying, you know, I want to get back my money. I want to break it down as simple as possible. Eh? Yeah. Um, so I want you all to be aware that the, the police have a, 
a job to do. And that is to investigate crime right. and bring persons before a company in court. Right. Right? So, if we feel as though that we are being um, schemed in some form or fashion, we could just come to you and say, here's what, Corporal, I feel I'm like being scammed. You know? I, I don't know if I'm sure about that, but I'm feeling so. So, what we do, we probably give you the information, and then it's is it yes. that you're going to investigate immediately? We will look. We will or... look at what we will look at what um, what the matter is exactly, mm-hmm. and we would make a deduction, and we will take it from there. Let's talk money, as you say, scheme. Let, let, let me talk money because that's the first place it'll start, eh? Because you could tell me here where it is. Give me five five hundred dollars carry V, and in 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 a week time, you're getting twenty thousand dollars. That would be considered a scheme. Mm-hmm. Just asking. There are, there are many different circumstances that, that may be considered as well may be considered. As well as it may not. Because you could you could take my five hundred dollars and, and don't give me my twenty thousand, you know. Yeah, we have to be very careful with investment mm. time fraud. Eh? Nice. Because so, there's a very thin line between be, it being civil or criminal. Oh, explain that first. Right. So our laws um are generally not conducive to those type of you know investment scams. Right. However, right. there are there are instances where you know, persons would be placed before the court. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So I, I could I could I could um I could come by by the fraud squad for if I feel someone is trying to take money from me, right? Yes, ma'am, that is correct. <laughs> Sorry about that. So tell me, <laughs> tell me some more. <laughs> right. So I, I know we go into the youth tide season. We have Diwali on the horizon, and then we have Christmas and Carnival shortly after. Um, this is a period of the year that, based on statistics, it shows an increase in certain types of offenses or certain types of reports being made. Right. So we have on one end the normal citizen who will have certain purchasing power during this period, mm-hmm. and then we have. The merchants who will be having, you know, certain sales and what's not going on. So there are different types of offenses that can affect either or, or both parties. Mm-hmm. Right. So as for the citizenry, you know, we are withdrawing a lot of money from the ATMs at this point in time. Right. We are using pointer sale machines to make purchases, etc. Right. We know that that their cards came in on or, or, or card type fraud mm-hmm. has been around for decades. Right. Like Trinidad and Tobago is not immune to that. We have been under the gun, per se, for the last couple of years. Fortunately, for this year so far, we have made the first have made a, a serious dent in these type of offenses, but we are hoping to keep it low. Mm-hmm. Coming into that time of the year where usage is high, I want to use this opportunity to advise persons when they are using their debit or credit cards right. to, you know, conduct it safely. Right. We have to remember that the fraudster's job is to capture your card data off your card and your PIN number. Mm-hmm. So how can we secure ourselves? Mm-hmm. First, we have to reduce the risk. So we want to familiarize yourself with the use, with the look and the feel of the ATM machines. Right. You know, inspect to see if there's any unusual or non-standard appearance or any foreign object attached to the machines. Right. You know, you want to re- report any unusual appearance immediately to the police or the nearest bank mm. institution. Corporal. And always mm-hmm. cover 
pin number. Nice. Corporal. Matter if it's at the ATM or at the point of sale. Oh, point of sale. Because as you mentioned that, right? I I had an experience uh, probably early this year or late last year. I went to a food establishment. I used my debit card. I no, I covered I covered my pin, everything like that, right? So right. when I reach home, your girl say, you know what, let me check my online banking. Let me see what is going on. Let me see what money I spend. When I look, all my money gone. Is it right? That, that, that was right after you used your card? Yeah, like, well, I reached home. When I reached home and I checked my online banking, I, I, I see that I have no more money on my card. So I was like, but, but me and spend so much. I just went and buy food in a food establishment. So right. went to the bank and I told them, I said, hey, look what's going on here. You know, what, what's happening? So when mm-hmm. they pulled up, whatever they pulled up, they saw that my, my um, no, I didn't lose my bank card. Eh? I didn't lose that. I had it on me still. They saw that my bank card was used at an ATM at around 8.20 something in the night in Tunapuna. And it withdrew all my money. Hear me? But how that could happen? They said, well, we're not sure. I said, so why do the next hour I get back my money? So they told me I had to go to the police station to make a mm-hmm. report. But I was so frustrated at the time. I was like, you know what? I didn't feel like I'm going to get back this money, you know. I will leave it right there. So for someone who is facing that challenge or that, that issue, how can you advise them accordingly? So what is the normal procedure with this? Once you found suspicious transactions or transactions you did not commit, mm-hmm. you did not conduct on your accounts, the first thing would be to go into your financial institution and make a formal report to them right. concerning these unauthorized withdrawals or unauthorized um, payments. Right. Secondly, after you make this report at your financial institution, you will have to obtain a bank statement right. or a statement showing the transactions and you will take that statement and come in either to the fraud squad or to the nearest police station mm-hmm. and make a report concerning what transpired. Um, as I said, the police job is to conduct a criminal investigation. Right. And at the same time, the financial institution also do their own inquiries. Inqu- inqu- mm-hmm. Right. So it kind of works simultaneously. Right. And, um, but of course, the person has to go through that process. Yes, and unfortunately, have, that's, the that's, the, that's the process. Now, you mentioned some safety measures against fraud with regards to the ATM and the point of sales. What other safety measures we can implement or do to ensure that we are safe against fraud? So, right, so um, persons have been saying this new thing now with you know how we have the chip cards now, right? People right, are saying EMP that. Yeah, persons are mm-hmm. saying now people are walking around with some type of machine. That if they pass it by your bag or your pocket, they could withdraw the money? Is that, does that happen, really? Right, so we need to understand exactly how the EMV chip cards work. Mm. Uh, EMV basically means European MasterCard or Visa, mm-hmm. right? And then you know that on that card, you have a 16-digit number to the front. You have your expiry date, and on the back of the card, there's a three-digit number. Mm-hmm. Commonly called the CVC number, the CVV number, based on where in the world you are. Yeah. That's card verification code of card verification value right what you're talking about is a rfid reader however oh. how these chip cards are set up they transmit a unique code which is only which is encrypted and only used once so what i'm trying to say is that the way the chip card is made mm. is kind of impossible to duplicate that chip oh hmm. however there are there are instances of something called card shimming mm-hmm. um where they actually 
use data from the chip and create mm. a strip of the card. Right. So then they would go to the, the, the merchant where they would, you know, indicate that there's something wrong with the chip and they would actually use the stripe. Oh, okay. Which is very rare. It, it's something happening internationally. Mm. But we don't know. Suspect, we suspect that it has happened before, but we have we have not found any physical mm. evidence of it as yet. As mm. yet. Wow. Now, now, you know how trainees are very innovative and creative. You understand? So yeah. I, I won't doubt it if somebody sitting down in the house and they they planning and they they, they want to do something like that, you know. I, I won't put nothing no, past no, trainees. This is, this is something, you remember that, you remember that um, this is something that has happened in places such as the US, Canada and Europe a couple of years ago it started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the realm of the natural way things operate is that, you know, it may soon affect us ah wow so guys if you're not joining us uh we are at uh, police and you with sergeant jc small and corporal terrence now but and we are discussing safety measures against the fraud i know you have a question for him i know you can't stay too long corporal but call us yes. and ask him a question 627-3223 or 625-2257 you can even send us a whatsapp message as well Three zero six one zero six five. Let me check my WhatsApp messages here. How can we secure our chip card securely, Corporal? Someone send that right, message so there via are, WhatsApp. There are, there are certain wallets and and, and um, that contain RFID blocking technology. Oh, okay, cool. Right, so you can invest in those. Right, I think I, I believe a normal online search through Amazon, etc., you'll be able to get it fairly cheap. It's something that you know is very common. Mm. Now, I hope, I hope people told me they're gonna wrap the card in foil and all these things. What I really? <laughs> <laughs> they bring right. out the old time, my boy. Yeah, but I it's simple, it's simple enough that most wallets and, and, and these things come with RFID blocking yeah. technology. You know? Yeah. Now, Corporal, you mentioned earlier, you know, um, be aware when you go to an, an ATM, you know, make sure yes. that the, the area is looking, you know, usable. Make sure you're not smelling any glue or something like that. I, I think right. I read that on one of yes. your pages. What are other yes. ways we can ensure right. our safety when sure. we go to do point-of-sales transactions. So you have to remember that um, there are a lot of different technology involved and being used by the fraudster. Hmm. Back before the AMV chip cards, there were actual point-of-sale machines that were actually capturing your data. Really? Without you even knowing. Hmm. But that was before the AMV chip cards. Mm-hmm. So when the AMV chip cards were introduced by the financial institutions, it, it added an extra layer of security. Right. But the continuous thing to do is, no matter what, keep your card in your sight. Because as I said before, these cards have, especially credit cards, etc. Mm-hmm. If the fraudster gets your card information via a photograph of some type of video, mm-hmm. they can use the card number, especially the credit visa card, to make online purchases. Right. They want to ensure that your card never leaves your sight. Mm-hmm. Ensure that you can see what the cash or the CSR is doing with your card. If you suspect something has happened, I would suggest you call your bank, report it, and ask to change your card immediately mm-hmm. before you become, you know, a victim. Right. Because we all know how an online purchase works. Yeah. I'm sure if you if you are custom making purchases, you know you all you need is the entire your card information. Yeah, your name, and, and that's it. And the purchase will go through. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is what you know you need to do ensure that your card never leaves your site. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. And coming up in the Christmas season and the Diwali season, the, the Diwali festival, you know, we're making a lot of purchases. So we have to be yeah. vigilant. We have to. Not only that, you know, that, that is for the, the consumer. But what about the merchants? Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's around these times that, you know, a lot of fraudulent checks pass through. Passing through and money as well. Because, you know, right? you know, we truly is creative. How can we, how can we currency. as merchants or as, 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 um, pers- uh, what do you call these people again? People <laughs> who sell stuff, <laughs> these salespersons, how can so, so, they be on top of the game? Very so good. I want to take, take it in separate in two parts. Let's see where the counterfeit currency first. Yeah. The merchants, they see, as far as their employees, they need to get familiar with the security features that are on our current bank codes. Firstly, familiar, they would not be able to identify. Identify, yeah. A simple check, check of the central bank website will be able to tell you the features of the notes. They can also easily, you know, buy equipment such as a UV light, which, you know, when they get the, the, the $100 notes, they can put another UV light just to ensure that the security mm-hmm. features are present. Mm-hmm. It's a simple, small investment. However, it it can be a deterrent and you can detect counterfeit currency before it's actually taken. Yeah. That's one. Then we have the matter with fraudulent checks where we have, you know, customers trying to make large purchases and they want to pay by way of check. And, and, the, and, check. and the check bonks. This, this is an offense of old. Mm-hmm. This has been happening forever. What mm-hmm. the fraudster normally do is they will try to go or come to make purchase on a Friday after lunch. Mm-hmm. The reason they do this is so that the verification of the check would be nearly impossible. Really? Right? Wow. Remember, that their modus is to supply their trade with unsuspecting customers. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? So what we advise for the for the, the you know the merchants to do is that do not release your goods until the check has been verified. Mm, that makes the sense. The only person or the only institution can verify that check is the purported issuer. Right. No one else. Right, I mean, I, I know sometimes as a small business owner, when you are um, when you see a large sale, you know, um, you are quick to you, you want know, to take it and goods. go, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, you know, all know how sometimes things are, how it does go, yes, and, and we want to get this sale out, right? You know, but we have to remember that we, we don't sometimes easier to said verify, nothing would be wrong waiting a day, yeah, any customer procedure that we have to verify the check mm-hmm. is gonna take you know, two businesses, three business, etc. Mm. All right, right well, yeah. That's it, yeah. I know, right? I just want to, I just want to chime in and, and uh, mention. Some time ago, I saw um, or a witness somebody um, doing a transaction. I think it was a links transaction, mm-hmm. and the transaction said declined, right? Right. But the person was like, "But look, the money come out." They're, they're saying that they're watching on the phone, and the money come out, right? Yeah. Now the store owner couldn't verify that, so the store owner say. Give me about two to three days. No, no, it happened to the store not before, you know. Wow. And he realizes that trend, so he realizes that there's some fraud taking place. So mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, it's showing that the um, transaction de- declined and they wanted to give them cash on the spot. But it's only after it happened several times to that particular business owner, he realizes there was some scheme and he tell them that he will have to verify the, with the bank that the money really, act, in fact, went through and, and they could come back within a certain amount of time, probably two or three days right. to get the cash if it, in, in fact, went through. So, you know, all these things persons have to be, um, you know, mindful of because, as you said, um, Corporal, about 
you know, these crimi- criminals um, trying all kinds of things to see how they could get free money. Mm. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. Re- reminds me, that's their job. Yeah. <laughs> and they will their go They will go at any mile to make sure them get through, you know. Anyway. Yes, yes, anyway yes. necessary. Now, I know you have to go in a bit corporate, but before you leave, because I have to go and take a break, what other advice do you have for our listeners when it, when it comes to, to fraud and when it comes to shopping in the season that is coming up? So, you know, you know that there's a lot of um, emphasis right now on local online sales. Right. Local online sales. You know, especially especially through Facebook Marketplace, oh, etc. Oh, pressure. <laughs> when they tell you, hey, come and meet me in the corner, they not to, to purchase your car. Come, come, come. When you're gone. I, I want I want to make one statement. Mm-hmm. If it seems too good to be true, chances are that it is. Mm-hmm. Right? If you know the market value or something and you see that it's um, a lot lower, tell yourself something is wrong with this. Mm, yeah. And if you're still not sure, Ask that the person meet you at the nearest police, police station. station. I don't know how that's so hard. Right. That can be so hard. I've seen reports where police is going certain places later, wasn't in night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Like craziness. And I could never understand what would go in someone's head hmm. to do that. Um, Corporal, before you continue, I'm getting a call. I'm, I'm very sure this is for you, all right? Let's check and see who's there. Hi, good afternoon. You're live. Good afternoon. Hey. Everyone there. Um, Corporal, quickly, I know you have to go. Um, making a withdrawal from the ATM, $2,500, and you get maybe 100 counterfeit in that. Do I take that to the police? Do I return that to the bank? Uh, or if I'm caught with it in my possession, would I be charged for counterfeit? And it's not fair. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that's a very good question. Corporal, are you there? Yes, I'm not hearing. I didn't hear the oh, question. Oh, he asks. He asks if it is he goes to the bank. Let's say he goes to withdraw some money. Let's say about five thousand dollars, and he says he he received like about two thousand dollars in counterfeit money. Do he does he has to take that money to the fraud squad, or he has to take it back to the bank? That's one or two. If it is he, if it is he 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 didn't know it was counterfeit, and he. He put the money in his car and he goes and then police come and they check it and the money was counterfeit. Would he be charged for, you know, having counterfeit money? We will have to, you know, if something like that happens, of course we will have to, you know, conduct our investigation, you know, which may include checking his whereabouts, you know, mm-hmm. reviewing camera footage from the bank, etc. But and in the meantime, he, he will be held or anything like that? Whilst... Well, it is an arrestable offense. Oh, so I, I right, can't right, right. The circumstances. right, right, right. It's an, it's an arrestable offense. I just I, I wonder if this is him calling back again. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, so I have the call. Nice. So what I'm saying is, um, I'm speaking of an incident, a very close friend of mine, he withdraws $2,500 from the bank. And in that pile, there was $100 that was counterfeit. Mm. So my question was, do I return it to the bank, bring it to the police, or if I'm caught with that 100, would I be locked up? Right. Nice. You got that, Corporal? Well, actually, I'm not hearing. I'm not, I'm not hearing exactly what he said. Okay, so he said mm. that his a friend of his went to the bank, yes. withdraw $2,500, and uh, 
$100 out of the $2,500 was counterfeit. So he's asking, what does what, what do you have to do with it? Does he have to go to the police station with yes, it no, no. or go back what, to what, the bank? What he should do is go into the bank with his withdrawal slip, mm-hmm. explain to them what transpired, and they normally have they have a procedure that they adopt with that when it, when it, when it comes to that. Okay. And the second question he asked was, if it is he is caught with that $100 bill, uh, counterfeit bill, would he be charged or locked up? But it's a, it's an arrestable offense, as, as you just stated, I right? I would say yes. I, I would say that, you know, it depends on the on what is unwritten in the investigation. Mm. You know, he will be given the opportunity to say, you know, how he came into possession of it. And I'm sure the, the officer maybe will, you know, conduct a fair investigation. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Someone says, good afternoon, Carrie V. And to the corporal, someone stole my email address. Could your office help me to recover it? I, mm, I don't think you so. Will have to, they will have to know. You will have to contact the, um, the whole lobby server. If it's such as Google, it's okay. Uh, okay. Well, I hope that answers your question. Well, just just cancel that one and just create a new one, no? We don't know that. Yeah, well, it depends. <laughs> Some persons have a lot of information. Info, yeah. But well, yes. true. Well, yeah, you could contact uh, the... The the um whether it's Google or Hotmail or MSN. That's a recover. Yeah. And that's why you know most of these emails they have recovery password, you know, recovery email, recovery phone number, etc. Yeah. Like that's using. That's the reason. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna take a break, and I know Corporal, you have to leave. So I want to thank you so much for joining us for this short time. And uh, maybe you should come back some other time because I, I'm very sure that a lot of persons have questions with regards to fraud and you know how we could try to minimize uh, being caught up in that. And, uh, yes, it has been my pleasure. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Corporal. No Sergeant no Small, thank you so much. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's going to be much more. It's all about police and you with Sergeant JC Small. How we are talking about uh, fraud yeah, and safety measures and how to keep ourselves safe again that so we're going to take a quick break when we come back it's much more keep it locked if you're not joining us you're a little late you're a little late <laughs> it's freedom 106.5 fm the best insight instant feedback accountability the all-new talk radio freedom 106.5 Welcome back, welcome back. It's Freedom 106.5 FM. We are in Police and You with Sergeant JC Small. Welcome back, Sergeant. Thank you very much. Sergeant, I have a question here. Someone sent us a question. Can an ATM dispense counterfeit bills? I would assume so. What do you think? I really, um, I never experienced it. Uh, you know, ask the question to anyone, you know, employed at the bank, but. Mm-hmm. I believe just like how they are the, um, the scanners, the UV scanners to detect if um, bills are counterfeit. Right. I believe the bank machine should have it a It should have system. something, right? Yeah. It should yeah, have. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure. I'm ne- I've, I've never heard about it. But I mean, they turn out to be good. They turn out to be good. You could go and buy these UV machines and everywhere and they, and they do an authentic job in terms of scanning to determine the authenticity of um um currency mm-hmm. tt currency yeah i think um yeah, the, the machines in the bank will be way more advanced mm-hmm. Sergeant yeah, Small, should be able to... let me let me ask you this right 
how prevalent mm-hmm. is fraud in Trinidad and Tobago? Like, when I say how prevalent, meaning that uh, is it something that happens every day or like every week or what? What is the, what? What does stats look like? A couple of numbers. He would have been the oh my god! You see, we have to get but, him back. Um, you know, in terms of general, I, I know for we to have a fraud squad set up in Trinidad and Tobago, it means that. You know, as a section in the police service, mm-hmm. it means that um, there's a need for, for um, you know, investigation in these type of crimes. And um, I can't tell any amount, but mm-hmm. I know we have, uh, you know, I think I think people um, report a, a lot of fraud matters to the fraud squad. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, when you look at um, how many persons come to the station to report fraud matters, and then um, we take the report, but we have to direct it to the... Um, fraud squad because that there is where the investigators for these native matters would, would be um yeah i think it happened it happened a lot in, in trinidad right people need to be alert and vigilant and aware yeah because it, it happens a lot and, uh, um sergeant small and did have a, a an, another um category in the ttps dealing with financial issues as well too um in addition to the fraud squad is it yeah, there? We, we, we have a fi- financial investigation financial unit. Financial investigation unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, all, all these units really work um, close to get, hand together. Hand in hand, yeah. To, to, to respond to of white collar crime and money laundering. And, you know, we are the anti corruption bureau to all these units. Uh, I mean, based on, you know, the synergies of the organization, it's part of our strategic plan where we amalgamate a lot of these. Um, units with similar functions for example like how we have the special victims right. and that encompasses the um the gender-based violence unit the child protection unit and the sexual offenses unit mm. so you know the, the the police service as an organization has embarked on um, that type of um of um, amalgamation so that we have better synergies between unit sections and branches within the organization right right because I was asked, I was I was wondering like if there's a, a a difference as in like this section does this, this one does that, you know, like that. But then if you say it's integrated, it's and, like that. It is like that. Yeah, it is. It is. So all right. So I'm just asking because I'm not sure, right? So let's say the financial investigations unit, right? What what mm-hmm. do they deal with? Because I know fraud squad would deal with you know fraudulent money and everything like that. What does the financial investigation unit does what they deal with i can tell you one thing i know that is deal with mm-hmm. is if it is you have a a, a amount of cash money and i think is um twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and they cannot account for it they, they have the authority to seize money and um take it before the court right for having um you know it, let me just say a person to have a business no they don't have a legitimate business that they you know and they j- just had this, um, this quantity of cash on them um large quantity of cash they investigate these types of matters so they look at um you know money laundering and to steve you know and then oh. we have um yeah we but 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 the, the role and functions in terms of what the fraud squad do and what the um financial investigation is really different because fraud squad will be dealing with fraud matters mm-hmm. and then so like large sums of cash fraud squad wouldn't come and seize that unless they investigate in a fraud matter but i talk about in general a person have um a large amount of cash and they cannot account for it. The police go on an operation at the location. Right. Who, who we will contact is the financial investigation unit to deal with those type of reports, you know? Oh, okay. And they go through the process of taking the person to the court to declare to the court how they come about the mm-hmm. possession of the money. And when the court have that authority now to probably seize the cash um, until the person can prove otherwise. Oh, oh, so 
so the, the so with the law you, you're not supposed to have a particular amount of money on you without having a comfort no wow. and i believe it's um twenty thousand and and more and if you have that amount of money and you cannot have comfort the police have the authority to seize it because you had to show where you get that money from you don't all that money yes, yeah, to show that. Season, but you have to go before a magistrate mm-hmm. to explain how they come about the, the, the money. Oh. You see, but people don't even, I mean, some persons don't know about that, you know. Where can they find all this information besides just going online and Googling something? They could find that well, on, will, on the TTPS website. Yeah. What I'll try to do for next is get somebody from the financial investigation unit to come and join us. Mm. Yeah, that would be good, you know. Because... I mean, how much of us know about these um, financial um, units within the TTPS? We we hardly ever hear about them. And mm-hmm. it would be nice if the public knows so that if something happens, they will know who to go to. I mean, you could go to the, the police station and say, well, hey, I need to get in contact with someone from the financial investigations unit, you know, because I feel as though I need to report something. But, yes. I mean... They could do that too, but I mean, it would be nice if we could go directly to them, you know? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Oh, Sergeant Small, this was another mm-hmm. week. It's now five minutes to the hour of six, so you know news is coming up at six. Anything else you'd yes, like yes. to tell our listeners before we wrap up today's uh, police and news segment? Well, I just want to encourage um, our listeners to be vigilant out here. You know, um, make sure and, you know have a heightened sense of alertness when they're walking through the streets. They're moving in their vehicle. Make sure you're not being followed. Make sure you're not moving about with large sums of cash. And do and make yourself a hard target. Don't don't make yourself so vulnerable where persons can just run up to you without you being aware and take your vehicle, take your valuables, rob you. You know, take your motor vehicle. A lot of people like to leave their motor vehicle idling in front of the gate and yeah, go open the gate and come back madness. to the car. Sometimes they come back to the car and the car gone. Yeah. You know um. Let us really be vigilant. Let us be alert. Let us establish more neighborhood watch groups. Show mm-hmm. Trinidad and Tobago and, you know, work closer with the Trinidad and Tobago police service. Police service. Want us to set up a neighborhood watch group in your area? Mm-hmm. Go to the station, speak to the inspector, find out about the police station council where we have monthly meetings with the police and the citizenry. Mm-hmm. And um, let us really make a strong effort to work closer so that, you know, we can ensure safety and security for all. Yes. Mm, all right. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks a lot, Sergeant Small, for joining us today in Police and You. Now catch us next week, same time, uh, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. with uh, Sergeant J.C. Small. Thank you so much, Sergeant. Have a good one. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.